Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships, releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. sisters welcome back to the worshipped woman podcast kelly Kristen here if this is your first time tuning into the podcast i'm so grateful for you and hey if you've been hanging out with me for a while i'm very grateful for that as well it is just truly amazing um, the messages that I get from these podcasts and I love to be able to use this as a space to educate and really move women forward. That's the mission. That's the goal. I want I want you to feel like you can have whatever you want in your life. I want you to feel like you deserve the best love, that it's possible for you to get it and that you don't have to settle, especially with what I'm going to be talking about today. Today, today we are actually going to dive a little bit into narcissism. This is something I I get asked a lot, and to be honest, I kind of shy away from a bit because I think that there is just so many messages about narcissism and narcissists, and you see it so there, like there's so many Instagram accounts about narcissists and and all, re, every reason why a narcissist acts the way they do and what it means and all this stuff. And uh, you may have heard me said this before, but that's also like mostly highly irrelevant. It's really irrelevant why a narcissist does what they do, why a narcissist acts how they act. Um, That is a way to bypass your own healing, right? Like, can you imagine? Really think about this for a second. If you were in in a relationship with a narcissist, and we're going to talk about this a bit because I think oftentimes we use that term very, very loosely um, when in, in actuality there's probably not as many narcissists as you may think. People can have narcissistic qualities. doesn't necessarily make them a narcissist. All narcissistic qualities are not terrible. I think there's a healthy level of narcissism. So there's just some nuanced things that I want to speak to you about. But can you imagine if you were in a, a, a Okay, so what what I often see happen is that people get out of a relationship that was very toxic. Maybe it was a narcissist, maybe not. Maybe there was some narcissistic qualities and they get obsessed with learning about narcissism and learning about everything that happened. And while this can be helpful to validate your experience and validate what you went through and kind of break, you know, like we were talking about the last episode, there's a lot of gaslighting in narcissistic relationships or just in abusive relationships in general. It's really nice to understand, oh, wow, I'm not crazy. That's what was actually happening. Okay. All of that is great. But if you are spending like 90% of your time researching and learning all about this other person, what they did and blah, 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 all this stuff, you're ignoring your own healing. You're ignoring your own self. And abusive relationships, especially with a narcissist, are incredibly 
damaging, they're hurtful, and they're, you need time to heal. Can you imagine like if you got into a car accident and you were very, very hurt, okay? You're really, really hurt. You're not going to like go and run after the car that hit you while you are bleeding and hurt and have broken bones, right? That doesn't even make sense. You're not going to do that. You're going to heal. You're going to and let life figure it out. Your insurance company, all these people, whatever, right? Let's call that karma. I'm loving this metaphor that I'm building right now, but you're going to let your insurance company and other things work it out. You're not going to go chasing after this car, okay? That's karma. That's life. Life is going to work it out for you. You don't got to worry about it. But you certainly wouldn't ignore your own bleeding, ignore your broken bones for the sake of chasing after somebody else, right? Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's often what we do. So that was a very roundabout introduction into what I want to speak about. But I really want to talk about, um, you know, how do you know what, what if you are dating a narcissist? Maybe this could be if you are somebody who is dating things to look out for. I want to talk about like what are, are you know, signs of an actual narcissist. Um, maybe you're currently with somebody who you are suspecting may possibly be a narcissist. Or maybe you've been questioning, was that person really a narcissist or not? And I want to give you some solid things that a true narcissist will do or characteristics characteristics that a true narcissist will have. And once you know these, they're actually relatively easy to spot, which is good because then you won't fall into the trap of being with a narcissist. Because the truth is, people that are narcissistic can be incredibly charming. They can be people that are incredibly successful, have a lot of things, you know, going for them. They may be very good looking because oftentimes they're quite obsessed with their appearance. They're quite obsessed with material things. So they might, you know, be really good looking, have a really great career, very charismatic, you know, but what's underlying all of that is deep insecurity. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but they, they can be very charming and very enchanting if you will they can seem almost like a little mysterious and when they have a very inflated self sense of self and if you're somebody who has a somewhat deflated sense of self it can be very magnetizing to see somebody who just you feel like wow they really got it together and and all of the illusion that a narcissist can build so it's important that you know these things and it is important too because oftentimes when we meet somebody who is narcissistic, they do love bombing. And love bombing is essentially when they just tell you everything that you want to hear. Maybe there's lavish gifts involved. Maybe it feels like, oh my God, this person is the most romantic person in the world. They're, you know, picking me up in a helicopter and taking me to an island for a dinner. I don't know. Crazy things have happened. I've heard all of this and even experienced some wild things myself, you know, take you on a vacation right away, buy you really nice things. Um, you just feel like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. But Oftentimes when that is going on, you might have a little feeling like, what's up with this person? Why, you know, gosh, this is a lot. Too much too soon is often a thing that happens, right? Too much too soon. I mean, they could be on second date and telling you like, 
you are amazing. You, oh gosh, I like, I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to live without you. Like just crazy things like that, that really don't make sense. But again, if you have a low sense of self, it might feel really, really good to hear like, oh, wow, this person really likes me. Wow. This person wants to be with me. Wow. Already? Like, gosh. So it is enchanting in that way. Now, this isn't to say that if somebody is super romantic, that they're automatically love bombing you or a narcissist or whatever. There are nuances within that. But it really is just like that. Gosh, it feels like so much. You don't even really know me and you're telling me you love me or you want to be exclusive with me incredibly quickly. That's kind of like a red flag, honestly, that I think can be easily missed, especially when we want a relationship and we we have a lot of love to give and we feel like, oh, this person's so great, but they want to be exclusive really, really soon or say, I love you really, really soon. Uh, those are red flags, not necessarily destined to be a narcissist, but definitely can tend to be toxic relationships. But more more likely than not. A narcissist is going to have all of these things that I'm about to say. All of these characteristics are going to be present on some level if they are a true narcissist. So the first thing, and this is like textbook narcissism, is they have an overwhelming amount of entitlement. Like they really truly feel that the world revolves around them and everything is about them. Okay. And this, how it might show up in your relationship uh, well, it's somebody who wants to meet only on their timetable, right? Like there's no compromise involved. It's kind of somebody who maybe treats starts treating relationship. It's only like what works for them and you have to work into their schedule and there's really no sort of leeway there, right? That could be like an early thing that happens. But I also really want you to like pay attention to people like when you're dating with somebody, you know, you're going out on dates and whatever. How are they treating other people? You know, I really, really like to observe people in restaurants, how they treat service staff. And this is important to me because I'm somebody who worked in, you know, the I worked as a bartender for many years. I know the service industry intimately. And oh my gosh, you learn so much about life and people working in the service industry. But how somebody treats somebody who's in the service industry says a lot about them. And when you first start dating somebody, you first meet somebody, they're going to be on their absolute best behavior with you, right? Because they want to impress you. They want, you know, whatever it is. But pay attention to how they're treating people, other people, okay? Um, the next thing is they are going to have absolutely no empathy. So they don't have the ability to really place themselves in somebody else's shoes, right? They actually have really low emotional intelligence. And when we're, when we're empathetic, we can understand other people's perspectives, right? That's really what empathy is. It's being able to, to understand somebody else's perspective. It's high emotional intelligence. Narcissists don't have empathy. They actually don't really care about your feelings. They don't really care about anybody else's feelings. Again, kind of going back to that self-entitlement, self-absorption. One of the reasons they are so self-entitled is because they have no empathy. So this is going to show up in little ways. Again, in the beginning of a relationship, it's probably going to be like, how are they treating other people? How are they interacting with other people? How are they speaking about other people? Right? Very important. Um, another thing is, and kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, is that they're really concerned with physical appearance. They're really concerned with material things. 
They want to be associated with things that are high status, you know, so these are oftentimes people that have to have designer everything, right? They have to have the really nice car and like there's nothing wrong with those things, right? So this is where it's like just because somebody has one of these qualities doesn't make them a narcissist. Again, like it's all of these things together is what really makes somebody a narcissist. But narcissists are often preoccupied with their own physical appearance. They might be somebody who like looks in the mirror, (laughs) all the time like oh my gosh my ex was a narcissist abusive crazy psychopathic narcissist okay and he was like obsessed with the mirror like could you could not he could not walk by a mirror without looking at himself and it's funny because it's just it's a very common thing um another thing you want to look out for in the beginning is and this would actually persist throughout your relationship is they don't ask you anything about yourself or if they do they don't actually really seem to listen or care like they might just interrupt in the middle of you saying something or start a new conversation in the middle of you telling a story like they asked you to share something with them and then you start sharing it and then they just interrupt and go somewhere else and they're not really interested in getting to know you on a deeper level because, uh, again, they don't really quite care uh, for other people or about other people. It's mostly just about using other people for their own personal gain. Um, another thing they do is that they exaggerate their achievements, their successes, right? So they might name drop, be very braggadocious, Um You know, and at the time, you might not know it's exaggeration, right? Because you might just be thinking, oh, wow, this person does a lot and they're really cool or whatever it is. But over time, there would be like cracks in their stories, right? And this is another thing, too, is that they like take credit for things that other people have done. So they can actually, this is how they exploit people. So they might exaggerate their own successes, really kind of exploiting other people and taking taking what they did and saying that they did it themselves. Um... And I know for me, this happened a lot in my relationship where it was like I would do something and it was like all of a sudden, you know, the guy I was with, he would just he would act like he did it or that it was because of him or something like that. And it's it's a a very annoying quality, but it is very common in narcissists. Another thing is that they, you know, they all they also there's a lot of envy and the it's envy in the terms of they're they're almost like haters a lot of times. They're envious of other people, they're jealous of other people, but they're but they hate on other people for no reason really. They just make very big assumptions about people a lot of times. Um and they also feel like other people are envious of them. So it's a very skewed perception of reality. Uh, another thing is that they seek admiration right? They tell you all of the good things that they do and they want you to tell them how great they are. Um, And in the beginning of a relationship, you might not notice this because a lot of times they are actually successful, may have some really interesting stories. So you might be, you know, really admiring them. And there's nothing wrong with admiring your partner. Like, honestly, I want you to be with a person and that you admire, that you enjoy, that you think is really amazing. I think that's like the secret sauce. But the way a narcissist seeks admiration is usually through, again, exaggeration, exploitation of other people, um, or just, you know, it's, it's like it feels like a forced sort of thing that's happening. 
And, you know, they're also quite arrogant. And this, they never take responsibility for themselves. That's a huge, huge, oh my gosh. And this is one of the biggest red flags ever is that they refuse to take responsibility for themselves. They will twist words and situations around to blame other people for everything. So much blame shifting happens in narcissist world, right? Nothing is ever their fault. It's always you did this or you did that or this person did this. So then I had, you know, it's never taking personal responsibility for themselves. And if you have experienced that, it is incredibly, incredibly frustrating. So these are things that I really, really want you to be on the lookout for in the dating world or to sort of understand maybe what happened in a past relationship or if you're currently experienced that. That is narcissists. That's what they are about. Um, there also is going to be cycles in a narcissistic relationship. You know, typically it's like love bombing followed by devaluation, followed by discarding. And that's a very common pattern where, you know, they you might notice that all of a sudden where they were loving on you and everything was so amazing and great. All of a sudden they start, you know, putting you down, little digs at you. They start emotional abuse. They start... Um, gaslighting, you know, things that that just don't feel great. And then they're going to take that love away. And oftentimes this instigates a trauma bond. There's an episode that I did called, um, is this the hidden things keeping you stuck in toxic relationships? You should look that up if you're kind of feeling like maybe you're experiencing that. And the thing is, is these relationships, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they're incredibly one-sided the reality is, is that you're not going to get your needs met. Um, and over time with the emotional abuse that goes on, it causes a lot of damage, like psychologically, emotionally, physically. They're very, very bad. And the the thing, too, is I want you to understand that these narcissists, like they're not treating you this way or treating you badly because there's anything wrong with you. It's not even about you at all. It's actually them. They're incredibly insecure people. They hold a lot of shame and that's actually the thing that drives them the most is that they hold a lot of shame. They have something inside of them that says, I am wrong, I am bad, there's something bad with me and their whole life is really to cover up that shame and how insecure they actually are. This is why they're so obsessed with appearance and needing to get things a lot of times, right? It's always about getting this, getting that, getting this. I got to have this. I got to have that. It's because they have a deep hole within themselves that's filled with shame. They don't like themselves. They're incredibly insecure. It's not about you. So, if you find these qualities in a person, that's not the kind of relationship you want to get into. Like I said, they're incredibly one-sided. It's not going to be something that is fulfilling. If you're currently stuck in that cycle, you know, there's some really some big things for you to think about. Is that how you want to live your life? Do you want to live your life in that dynamic? You certainly don't have to. But the reality is, is that when somebody is a narcissist, you know, I get asked, oh, do you think they can change? If they were really, really willing to put in the work like day in and day out every single day for the rest of their lives, they could probably change. But unfortunately, this is such a deeply rooted thing 
that it would be a really, really, really hard and long process to break out of because there's just such a distortion of reality and they're very disillusioned a lot of times. You know, they can have just in psychology, we call it illusions of grandeur where they really think of themselves as somebody that they are absolutely not. And it's hard to break that down. Oftentimes what I see with narcissists and, and, you know, women that are trying to leave narcissistic relationships And I mean, gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. It's almost like there is a playbook that they all read because they all behave the same. It's wild because it's like one person that I'm coaching or working with that, you know, lives in freaking Estonia will have the exact same experience as somebody I'm coaching in Australia or somebody that I'm coaching in the UK or somebody I'm coaching in California. I mean, it's the same stories over and over and over again. It's wild. So what happens if you decide to break up with a narcissist is usually if you have mutual friends, they're going to try to like turn them all against you, right? Or they might even try to turn family against you. That's really common. I mean, there's even names for these things. They're called like smear campaigns that they do. Um, but what what most commonly happens is something called hoovering. And this is when you finally decide, I'm going to break this off. I'm going to do this. You know, I mean, they've probably discarded you in in many different ways a bunch of times. But when you finally get a little gumption and maybe decide, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm leaving, whatever it is, you do that. Well, they're going to come back and they're going to want to, you know, promise you everything that you've ever wanted that they have refused to give you in the relationship. They may even say things like, I'll go to therapy. They may even like show you the worksheets that they're doing from therapy and all of these things. But this is a way to think about this. If somebody is manipulating you, somebody has power and control over you, this is what all abuse is about. Somebody has this over you and they are losing that, they're going to do everything that they can to get that power and control back over you. Another thing that happens a lot in hoovering is they will come and, you know, have some kind of mental health crisis or other health crisis where, you know, maybe they they tell you that they're going to kill themselves. It's horrible. It's so common. It's highly manipulative. If somebody comes at you with that, call the suicide hotline call 911 like report it you do not have to do it is not your responsibility to deal with that and it is highly highly manipulative but this is also why i super recommend blocking like if you do not have a reason to be speaking or interacting with that person like the reason would be that you have a child with them if you don't have a reason to be interacting with that person block them block them um you know i know Personally, I experienced, I know a bunch of women that I've worked with have experienced stalking after leaving their relationships, the person showing up at work, showing up in different places, like you might have to get a restraining order. It's not a pretty process when we are really trying to leave narcissistic relationships. It's not pretty, but and it's hard and it hurts and it sucks, but you have to do it to be able to live your life. Um, There's lawyers, there's attorneys, there are people that can help you. But it's really, really important that if you want to break away, that you understand that there is going to be every Hail Mary, every shot that they think, anything that they think is going to get you back into their world, they are going to try it. I mean, if you've been, you know, that they're going to tell you that they're the biggest 
mess ups in the world and that they love you so much and they want to get married and like all of these things that you're just like, where's, you know, maybe things that you've wanted to hear from them in the past. Or if you are married, right? It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hurt you. The greatest thing that ever happened to me. How could I be so blind? It's like they'll tell you everything that you've ever wanted to hear. And it's called hoovering. It's so common. And this is also one of the reasons that I love to do the the group program that I do because, you know, I can tell you that it's common and it's like manipulative and it's a tactic and that's fine. But when you get into a group of women that have experienced similar things and there's women that are like, oh my gosh, yeah, that happened to me too. You get to look at around and go, oh, wow, you know, this is this is manipulation, this is what's happening, and sort of break out of the illusion that you can fall into yourself. Because again, if you're somebody who has been in that relationship where you've been being emotionally abused and all kinds of things, there's a lot of self-doubt. So it's really nice to be able to be in a community where you can feel validated and where you can know you are not crazy. But that's what I got for you on Narcissist today. Those are the real, real of the narcissist. I also want you to know that if you have been in a relationship with a narcissist, and you don't want to do that ever again, Heal, Rise, Thrive is my toxic relationship recovery group program where we actually go through the psychological processes, subconscious change work embodiment practices to shift and change your relational patterns, to shift and change you. It is amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes for you if you want to check that out. Get on the wait list for the next round. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you could leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast. If you know another person that needs to hear this, maybe wake them up a little bit, maybe get them to start thinking about their relationship in a new way, ask that you please, please share it. Thanks you so much for being with me. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon.